All right, welcome back to New Orleans. It is Radio Row here, 760 WJR. Sean Belegian with you. And Westwood One's NCAA Final Four Radio Row has been brought to you by Monster.com. When the stakes are this high, everyone needs an edge. That's why candidates use Monster.com to make moves. Go to Monster.com and win the job hunt. Really glad to be chatting with this guy. He has been, whether he wants to admit it or not, synonymous with college basketball for quite some time. Does a great job now on the Big Ten Network. We're glad to have him in our neck of the woods and glad to have him here on 760 WJR. Andy Katz kindly joining us. Andy, appreciate you taking the time. How are you, bud? Uh, Great. Thanks for having me. You know, this is an event, and I know you've been a part of these for many years now. How many I mean, while, while I'm at it. Uh, go back to, uh, I'm going to date myself, but my first Final Four was 92. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Isn't it amazing how much this event, I mean, it's not, forget about 92 to now, forget about even 10 years. It just seems like every year it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, and, and there's no question that, we, you know, we needed to get back to a big event in the coming out of the pandemic. Um, we're still not there yet, obviously, but I think we're moving in that direction. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, it, it's been great for media, for the fans, for the players, uh, for everyone involved, the way this, this event has grown. Um, I think, you know, to some degree we all benefit, obviously. So uh, I'm not complaining at all. You know what? Uh, I've heard a lot of chirp, and I'm not going to lie. I'm sure you have as well about the Big Ten. There were some big expectations uh, some great Not seasons just this year. Yeah, 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 a little bit more than that. I'll let you expound on that. But, you know, I, I think what this tournament does every year is remind you of two things. That Number one, that it's the best tournament there is. I mean, period, end of story. And number two, it's not that easy as snapping your fingers and saying we're going to be in the Final Four. I know Coach Izzo was very proud. We're the home of the Spartans, and he was very proud of the, the line many years ago. We have to convince our fan base that it's not on the schedule, that the Final Four is not on the schedule. It's not easy to get there. Yeah, I mean, okay, first of all, I'm not going to be an apologist. Yes, I work for the Big Ten Network, and, you know, I'm proud of that. But I will say that two things can be true. The Big Ten, two years in a row, people, by the way, forget 2018. Only four teams got in in 2018. They had a bad year that year. Um, But... uh, and by the way, in 2018, they played for the title because Michigan lost to Villanova. You can have a great regular season, which the Big Ten did the last two years, and deserve every one of those bids and have a poor non-conference, which happened the last two seasons. Both things are true. What happened this March has nothing to do with next November and December. And the same thing year after year after year. You know, St. Peter's goes on the Cinderella run. Are we suddenly going to say the MAC was, had this great year? No, they, they had a great run. And, you know, if we were to pick apart each one, to me, uh, the most disappointing should be Purdue and Illinois. Um, they underachieved, and there's no other way to sugarcoat that. Um, you know, Illinois never got right. They were never right. They got... Out, you know, I mean, Houston's really good, but you know, Houston also was offensively challenged, and Illinois never met their potential. Mm-hmm. Even though they got a share of the Big Ten, keep in mind, unbalanced schedule. They go uh, 0-2 against Purdue, 1-0 against Wisconsin, but because of the schedule, they end up getting a share. Purdue has no excuse. I mean, look what 
Carolina did to St. Peter's. I, I just I don't understand. And Purdue played well against Texas in the second round. You know, the other schools I thought played well up until a certain point, and I'm not shocked that they didn't advance further. Oh, excuse me. There's a third one. Iowa. Uh, yes, sorry about that. Um, Iowa, yes, totally underperformed. Uh, as you know, yes, Richmond played well, but I had Iowa going to the Final Four. I got a little romance from the way they played in the Big Ten tournament. So those, so three of the nine, I would say, clearly underperformed. You know, it's interesting, Andy, because uh, as you said, every year it's it's a different cast of characters, and I think this was a year, if I may, we're the home of the Spartans. This was a year that okay. Let's see what happens next year could be special. And I think that feeling progressed with Michigan as well. Some lofty expectations, and they kind of figured out, all right, maybe a year early. Maybe those are the two teams that you might be looking at next year to make those runs. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Michigan, to some degree, is kind of like North Carolina, okay? Because remember, North Carolina got blown out in a bunch of games. So did Michigan. But North Carolina figured it out. And, and Michigan, to some degree, you could argue, did as well late. The problem with Michigan, as you guys know, was Caleb Houston was never – and to no – I mean, it's okay. Like, he's a freshman. We've all – we're all guilty of putting freshmen on a lofty status. Uh, and he just was never as good as projected. And maybe he will be next year. I mean, clearly Keegan Murray and Johnny Davis – you know, they were a thousand times better as sophomores versus freshmen. Maybe that'll be the case as Caleb Houston. Similar thing with Max Christie. You know, Max Christie comes in, tons of hype. He was inconsistent. You know what? He's a freshman. That's okay. But we don't, we look at it like you got to be great, you know, if you come in with, uh, you know, with all these credentials. Um, but I do think that next year, Michigan State and Michigan should enter the season as the two favorites. Uh, Andy, of course, is going to be a part of uh, the coverage, network coverage uh, for the Final Four. It's great to have him as a part of it, that's to be sure. Let's talk about it. You know, everybody's talking about North Carolina Duke. We'll put that in the corner for just a second. I'm really intrigued at this Kansas-Villanova matchup because, you know, Clark Kellogg brought up a great point yesterday. He said, those kids at Villanova, they've heard it all. All the injury, they're done, they're done. You want to talk about putting a chip on the shoulder, they're going to have a big chip on their shoulder when they take on Kansas. Well, and look, I mean, defensively they've been playing great, you know, holding Houston to 44 points. Uh, Jay Red's a national championship coach. He's won it twice. I don't see why uh, we should dismiss them. Kansas played great in the second half against Miami, but they really hadn't played well prior to that. So I will not be shocked if Villanova wins. Uh, and the Carolina-Duke game, um, it's weird. I feel like to some degree, people are not giving Carolina as much credit as they should. Like, I think this team's really good, really good. Uh, and so, as Michigan saw, so I think that they they definitely could win this thing. No question about it. Great stuff. We could sit here and talk to this guy yes. forever, but we have <laughs> the fortune of being able to uh, watch him and listen to him. Continued success to you, Andy. Been a fan for years. You do a great job covering a great game. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Andy Katz kindly joining us here, 760 WJR.